0: Welcome to Thirsty for God. This is Iran Brollo. I serve as the worship and music minister at Shadescrest Baptist Church in Hoover, Alabama. This idea of being thirsty for God is a powerful metaphor we find in the Bible. The other day I had the opportunity to read again Psalm 63 verse 1 when the psalmist says, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. The purpose of this podcast is to provide a resource to help us walk through Lent together. Each week, a new episode is available with room for meditation and prayer. And this season, we are looking at the biblical account of different moments of Jesus Christ's ministry on earth. So let's get started. This episode is for the first week of Lent. Our church pianist, Brenda Odom, plays an arrangement of Amazing Grace by Darcy Stanley. As you listen to the music and begin to pray today, I encourage you to acknowledge the things that God is doing. Notice the work of God, pay attention to it, be open to the spiritual possibilities that this moment provides. Today's reading is from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 25. It's a fairly lengthy passage, but it's a very interesting story. So listen to it. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with his saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man, What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age, and he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. This is why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know. I was blind, but now I see. Everyone in this story is blind. The man is physically blind, yet at the same time he is the only one who sees. He is able to see Christ with the eyes of blind faith. And his testimony wasn't complicated, it revealed a simple faith. The disciples revealed their blindness by asking the wrong question. Who we'll send the man or his parents? Instead of seeing what God was doing, they let their theological debate make them miss the point. The neighbors, too, are blind because of their preconceived ideas. A blind man who could now see did not fit into their paradigms. In their case, it's easier to filter out what's outside their preconception. As to the Pharisees, it's their legalism, the strong attachment to their traditions, and the concern about preserving their religious system that blind them. They need to be in control of the system. And then we have the blind man's parents. Even knowing that what happened was a miracle, they are afraid to say so. In this case, it's fear that blinds them. So now take a moment to acknowledge your spiritual blindness and cry out to God to help you see what's in your blind spot. This might be uncomfortable, but it's necessary so that you receive sight. As you hear parts of this story from Luke's Gospel read again, try to imagine yourself in that historical setting. That's a good exercise. And as the story unfolds, try to imagine that you are there. Yes, use your imagination. Picture yourself witnessing all that's going on. And then ask yourself, who am I in this context? So here is an abbreviated version of the story. The disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Then his neighbors asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? How then were your eyes opened, they asked. Where is this man, they asked him. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see and who opened his eyes? That we don't know. Ask him. He is of age, and he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. This is why the parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So a second time they summoned the men who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. And he replied, Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know I was blind, but now I see. So, who are you? Someone entangled in your wrong questions, unable to see what God is doing? Or are you someone able to see only the things that fit your preconceived ideas? Perhaps you are a person mostly concerned about maintaining the status quo. Or are you so dominated by the fear of being dismissed that it's easier to remain silent about what God is doing? But perhaps you are deeply aware of your blindness and trust in God with a simple but genuine faith. Ask Jesus to open your eyes. Ask him to bring healing to your life. Lord, I believe my life is touched by you, that you want something for me and of me. Give me ears to hear you, eyes to see the tracing of your finger, and a heart quickened by the motions of your spirit. Amen. Thanks for joining this episode today. I hope you in the coming days will give attention to some of the thoughts that came to the surface during this time of prayer and reflection. When we open ourselves to notice what God is revealing to us, it's amazing to see what He can do in the deepest parts of our hearts. If you know someone else who might benefit from an experience such as this, I encourage you to share about this podcast. And I hope you will come back next week for another episode of Thirsty for God. God bless you.